Said your best friend said she wanna fuck with me. Know that bitch my bitches, bitch keep me good company. Made that pussy whistle, got my dick listening. Baby, is you listening? Cause you can get it too. I said your best friend said you wanna fuck with me. Know that bitch my bitches, bitch keep me good company. Make that pussy whistle, got my dick listening. Baby, is you listening? Cause you can get it too. Hey. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of a Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. the Sultan of Situationships, a.k.a. Um, the High Priest of Head Athness, um, a.k.a. the Curator of Chaos Part 1, and to the left of me, is my problematic favorite, lovable co-host as always. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, a.k.a. your whore-coming queen, a.k.a. Trilivia Dope, a.k.a. that little baby who's considering opening up her ears and her heart. Is there a heart in the house? Is there a heart? (laughs) Use your heart and not your mind. (laughs) ass. Is there a heart in the house? There's a hose in the house. I don't know if it's hearts, but there's a hose in the house. You know what? It's not too often that men, you know what? You know what? No, I'm going to continue that thought path because I was right. It's not too often that men surprise me. I cannot, I I don't get surprised very often by the things men do or say. Because honestly, I, not that I... I expect the worst. I don't. I don't expect the worst out of anybody. But my expectations are a little low. The bar is in hell. Continue, friend, because I'm really trying to not slander you today. And so, or at least this early, I'm probably going to slander you at some point during this podcast. Dating a young man, and he too has a podcast. And I listened, and I didn't get slandered on it. So I was like, whoa! <laughs> All right, I'm doing something right here. But I also now know what it feels like to be content. So I was like, yikes. <laughs> so for all of you who I have triggered, this is my apology. Fam, let's be, let, listen. On the, wax. Let's, let's discuss because when creatives. I ain't like it. When creatives, when creatives. I ain't like it. When creatives date other creatives. Um. You always become content, whether it's listen. I, I done dated women who've wrote songs. I, I dated a straight up painter, and I done dated women who've done poetry, pe- women who've painted, and like if you're around long enough, you eventually become, become a muse, whether it's a good muse or a bad muse. Oh no, this was good because he described our first date, and I was like, that was I, because of the way he communicates with me. It's like I know you enjoyed yourself, but I didn't know I left like that much of like because real niggas gotta keep it gotta a keep it G. In your mouth. So no, and I could tell because like we hang out quite often at this point, point. and so um, long story short, I've been having it's been I told y'all this has been a very very interesting time for your girl, <laughs> and he calls um he called me over to the house yesterday and he was just like we were just playing it we both had a crazy busy weekend I'll get to that here in a minute. But he was just like, hey, let's just let's just chill. He's been feeling underneath the weather. Let's because we typically have a standing like date night. Like we'll go do something. And he's like, I don't feel like. Oh, standing date night. That's so cute. I know your head ass ain't talking. Listen, I don't date women in Cincinnati, so I don't have standing date nights. It's like whenever we're both free. 
putting a pin in it. <laughs> we'll come back to that. but We'll come back to that. But anyway, so I'm just like, all right, that's fine. So I pop over at my parents' house. I check on things there. Something else I have to get back to because y'all nephew is fucking wildin'. But... <laughs> is, is it fucked up? Because you told me the story right before we started recording. And part of me was like, damn, that's fucked up. Part of me was like, yes. <laughs> I feel you, little nigga. Hell yeah. But continue. Anyway, so, you know, I'm checking in on home. I go handle right handle my business, right? So I come over. And I'm just thinking, like, we finna, like, day-old spaghetti it. And watch power reruns. Like, I'm like, I'm not, like, my expectations, again, were just, I'm just chilling. Like, he's great at courting me. So, all the days that we've been on have been fire. And and so, if you, you, you get for the chill at home date once you give him a couple fire dates. And then, then yeah, our then, dates have been fire. And then you're like, okay, I could take this at home date. I could take the spaghetti in the corner. Cause, the spaghetti in there. Because this nigga also then gave me, gave me roof, Chris. Like, yeah, like. I get it. Like, he surprised me with Lucky Day tickets. And we were going to go see Snow Allegra, but they sold out before I, like... Side note, I'm still mad I missed that shit. I'm still mad I missed that Oh, yeah. Lucky. And I don't know if I addressed it last week, but shout out to Lauren Elise. Like, I had, like... You, you, you fangirl on the... I'm still fangirling, clearly. And she's actually performing. Um, Her and a couple other friends of ours are performing at Blink Cincinnati this weekend. So shout out to y'all. I can't wait to support. We, we I have such a busy weekend. This Jesus weekend is Christ. nuts. You also have Central States Homecoming. Like... I ain't, I ain't gonna make it, fam. <laughs> oh, I have to. My brother's are in town. So I have I have to pull up. I, and I miss... I miss fucking OSU's Homecoming. I'm not missing Central States, too. Fuck that. Continue. Continue. So, I come over and Shorty instantly, like, I typically, when I tell him I'm on the way, like, he'll unlock the door. And so I go to, like, push the door open and it's fucking locked. So I'm banging at this point, like, motherfucker, you got the I'm on my way text. What the fuck is going on? And so he opens the door and Wait, he, let's discuss. You didn't, like, call him first? You just started immediately banging on the door? Because I told him, I was, okay, because it's outside of our routine. I tell you that I'm on the way. He typically already has the door unlocked. Okay, I'm, okay. I just wanted to check that. Exactly. Okay, okay because so I'm like, it's outside of what, what the norm is, right? So I um, go, he answers the door and, like, immediately hands me flowers. It was like, happy first day of work. How did your first day go? And you know my bitch ass burst into tears. Fam, <laughs> if you you are the league leader in tears per minute, fam, you listen, you you will cry whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. That's, just the first, that's my knee jerk reaction is to cry. Fucking cry. I could be fucking Which is ironic because considering how much you like to do like do your face and shit. I wear a pound of makeup a day. <laughs> and the fact that I will burst into tears at like any the drop, given moment. The drop a hat, like it's a some wife. bullshit. Cause I know my foundation be like, sis. Sis. We didn't have enough setting spray for this. We you know didn't. what I mean? Like we didn't we didn't bake for hour for an hour for you to be out here fucking crying. Anyway, first in the tears, and I'm thinking like, like I said, he was gonna Alfredo my ass to death. No, baby, like he he did that. He did that. So walk in, candles going, he's got the playlist on, he got the whole house just like chill. Like, it's a mood. It's a straight-up vibe. I get greeted with flowers, forehead kisses. He had my favorite wine. It was just really, it was just super, super sweet and completely unexpected. Like, 
No. And then the crazy thing is, like, I went over there prepared to, like, nurse him because he's been battling, like, this cold and he's got a toothache. He just hasn't been feeling well. And and studies have shown that the cold hit us differently. Oh, my God. Y'all turn into straight up. Pose. The cold hits us differently. Like, very scientific studies showing that because of, like, I don't think it's even a level of testosterone or something in a male body. Like, when we get sick, we get sicker. Like, I fucking die. Fam, it's real. <laughs> like, it's and real so, as fuck. It, I, like, I came over, you know what I'm saying, fully prepared to take care of him. Like, I got it. I was going to cook dinner. Like, you know what I mean? I was going to take, no. And I went over there with that intention, and he already had it taken care of. So, like, like just prepared for me and it was super super sweet you want to know something funny Corinne? of course our podcast would not like live on if I didn't want to know something funny every time I haven't fucked yet I wish you could see my face <laughs> nigga what I... he, he ain't give up the draws he is really holding out on me. <laughs> like it's crazy, like because it's not like it's not like you ain't, like he ain't give up the draws. First of all, what the fuck are you trying to say, bitch? <laughs> because we know we and I'm not calling what you. What the fuck are you I'm, trying I'm, to I'm, say, I'm, man? I'm, I'm gonna explain it. Like I'm not just gonna let that hang out there. And so, yeah, because you got me out here looking. This is the third no, time. No, this summer you no. got me out here looking real funny in the light. No, it's, no, it's only the second time. The third time got ate up by the computer. It doesn't count. Thank God. Listen, God was busting all the trap niggas because I'd have got jammed up. <laughs> You would, you would have earned that one. Um, but no, nah, it's more so it's like, because we have these discussions and, and you're not the type of woman that feels the need to hold back sex for any arbitrary reason. And like, I don't. Like, and I agree oh, with that. And so like, oh, it's a 90-day rule. Or, oh, like, he hasn't done X, Y, like. If I feel like throwing some ass, I'm going to do it. That's what I'm trying to say. See, so so bring it back here. We Bring it yeah, back. Yeah, but like, I mean, like. So I know, so I put, when I say, like, we have, like, you even said, like, I haven't fucked yet. You didn't say, like, we haven't had sex. Not, I haven't. I haven't. He ain't let me be. <laughs> so know. that's why I said I'm it like, like that. Don't come at, don't try to make me seem like a toxic misogynist. Like, I do that on my own. You don't need you to. And, so and I sat back at work today and I thought about it. And I was just like, why won't he let me be? Is he saving it for marriage? That's exactly why. You see, you see the confusion. You see the, you see the, uh, like the concern. You see, Let like the entrance. Be. That's why. I mean, like we have cuddled, and like there's been hard dick in my back, and I've gotten nothing more than like a booty rub and a forehead kiss, and like the nigga rolled over. I'm like, do I stink? Like, do I have leprosy? Like, what the fuck is going on? But you on? remember, and, and it's in your mind, right? So, so we have. To, so sometimes us as men, we have to use society's expectations of us to our favor in order to kind of garner extra attention or interest. So, for example, society just assumes that men will fuck anything that's walking as long as they got a pulse and a vagina or, you know, whatever, if you're not of heterosexual um, orientation. We just assume that we just want to fuck every time, whenever we can. And so, because of that, when we don't, even if even if I want to fuck, but when we don't like just rush into the fucking, it like fucks with y'all. You know it's crazy because I just blocked a man who I actually was like I actually liked, not even liked, but like you had my attention because hey he was a where you, where my pick at ass nigga as if like I'm not half naked on my Instagram account, and then like pressed me about it. You literally asked me three times for a picture as I, like, told you no. Or I just didn't answer you. I'm going to put y'all up on free game because a bitch, bitches like me are annoyed. 
It is so less attractive. It is so much sexier, excuse me, when you allow me to say, I look cute right now, let me send him a pic. It's so much better when you allow me to think that sending me, sending you a pic is my idea. Let me think that's my idea. I mean, we do that already with breakups. I don't know why we don't transfer that to pictures. <laughs> Please let me think that sending you a picture is my <laughs> like, idea. Like, we definitely let you think breaking up with us is your idea. Like, if, if, if a nigga just switch up out of nowhere, he wanted to break up with you, but he knows that if I break up with you, you're going to slander me to all your homegirls, and I ain't going to be able to do shit. If you break up with me, they're going to champion you and leave me the fuck alone. Actually, I enjoy getting breaking up, broken up with. It's easier that way. It relieves, oh my God, that pressure. Like, bro, like... You be, you be praying, like, to, 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 to your uh, ancestors. What do I have to do to black cheat? To, to your ancestors, to black Jesus. What more do you want from me? Like, fam, <laughs> that's why a lot of niggas can, like, identify with Tristan Thompson. Because niggas have gone to extreme lengths to get that out of relationship. That a sevensome, and Chloe wanted ready to fight the bitches. <laughs> it just put this nigga in relationship timeout. He's like, what more do you want from me? I am trying to get out of and here. And I'm not going to counseling. No, fuck you. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing none of this shit. I'm not reconciling. I'm not apologizing. I'm not raising my kid. Like, <laughs> what, what do you want? I hate it here, bro. But no, my weekend was actually, like I said, it was busy. Um, this past weekend was my class reunion. So shout out to the class, Wentwood's class of 2009. It was actually really good to see everybody, but I did have a bittersweet moment because the, don't get me wrong, I graduated with folks that I'm, I'm still cool with. I know I can run into these people and it's nothing but love for the most part. But there are some relationships that I took from high school that turned into like adult friendships and I'm no longer friends with these people anymore for very obvious reasons. Like it's clear me and you not gonna rock no more. Good. Keep it that way. But it was like I said, it was bittersweet because everybody, I'm seeing all the old high school cliques like link back up and everybody's reminiscing about shit from high school. And like I can relate because I've seen y'all be there for each other. But for me, it's like, damn, the people that I would be able to share that moment with, A, didn't show up and B, I'm not cool with no more. Even if they did show up. Even if they did come, we would have ignored each other. You know what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't even acknowledge each other. So it's a very like, I'm glad everybody looked good, doing well, raising their kids, getting these careers popping off. Like, you know what I mean? It's so much to the point where, like, we said that we would do something small once a year because we missed being around each other. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? We've also had some classmates die. You know, we had a classmate get shot in our neighborhood last summer. Another classmate was died in a car accident. So, like, we've, you know what I mean? Like, it's very sobering. Yeah. It's sure. very sobering. Um, but, no, shout out to when was class of 09. I had a ball this weekend. Like, it even reminds me of, like, uh, the funeral that I had to go to earlier this year for a college uh, for a college classmate. And, like, we would just run into each other. And, like, we ran into, like, everybody from, like, who went to school with them. And it was, like, it was such a bittersweet moment because it was, like, I'm so happy to see y'all niggas. But I wish it wasn't this, like, here. Right. And so... And you kind of, and like even with Facebook and social media, Instagram, Twitter, like where you can just keep tabs on people, do you want to keep tabs on? And like you see some of the people who, because you know, they, they ain't left the city, they ain't left the area. It's still good to like kind of get there. I haven't decided, I don't even know if I'm ever going to go to a class reunion. I don't know if that's. Um, I, if, you, if you do go, go. You know what I mean? Um, it also depends on how you left high school. Right. Um, so it's like, I went back to stunt. I didn't hold you. <laughs> I went back to look good. So, and that, and not even just that, but like there were some people where the last time they saw me, I was pregnant. 
the very last time a lot of these people saw me, I was carrying kiddo. So I look a whole lot different without a belly. So not only a belly, a pregnant belly. A pregnant one at that. I still got a belly. It's just not pregnant. You By said the that. Grace of God. You said that, not me, because yeah, God's still busting off a trap, niggas. Oh, honey, I remember. Ma'am, <laughs> you were in. You were in for a world of jokes. A world of jokes. The entire time. I said that text off, and I was like, hey, the red wedding came. Nigga, I was so happy for you. <laughs> I ain't never celebrated a woman in my life getting a period like that before in my life. And it was somebody you ain't even fucking. Bro, I was like, because like, Woo. fam, I think I would have been less stressed if I was one. <laughs> fam, I'd have been like, yo, these were all right. Fuck it. <laughs> like, what what are, is it because of me getting pregnant or the person? That... The person. Absolutely the person. 125% the person. Where? If it was just like you getting pregnant, I'd have been like, Yay, nay, like, are, how are we feeling? Like, you know, are you, are we good? But because of who the person would have so been. So if it was with the guy that I'm currently dating, you'd be okay with that? I'd have, if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. I'm still on the fence about, like, I know I want more children. I just don't know where, when and where in my life I see that happening at. Like, where, where can it fit? Like, you know what right, I mean? because so, I'm also pushing 30, and I don't want to be pregnant at 35. I don't want that for me. My mom was pregnant at 35. Yeah, dog. Nah, I don't want that. So? I don't want that. Because by the time I'm 37, kiddo will be 18. I don't want to be starting over and I have an 18-year-old. Stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> you thought you was empty nested. <laughs> and listen, if I don't have another kid, kiddo is 10. If I don't have another kid by the time he's 13, it's not happening. That's fair. How was OSU's homecoming, friend? All right. Because you was up there being hot. I was so jealous. All What's right. funny is that I had the opportunity to pop up in the city on Friday. And I was like, Calvin would cuss me out. You're right. Calvin you're right, you're absolutely right. I'm glad that you recognize that. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know peace this weekend. So, I traveled up 71 North. Um, I think this is my first time in Columbus without you in like six, seven months. I think every time we've, every time I've been to Columbus, you've been to Columbus too. We, we like we, came we don't together, yeah. Like we either came together, we drove separate, but like we met up together, like mm-hmm. all that shit. So. That was it. Was a diff, it was interesting, and then like oh, she's homecoming. So like for those who don't know me, I have three honorary degrees. I graduated from Miami University with an actual degree, a bachelor's degree in marketing. However, I do have honorary degrees from the University of Cincinnati, as well as the Ohio State University, and I have, and I have like associates at OU. So it was a reunion for me too. So we talking about reunions and like seeing people like you ain't seen in years, like. When I come, I would come with the Columbus and like all the niggas I would fuck with were back. So I was like, oh, bet. Simple. Um, so I get up there. So again, Cincinnati traffic will be the bane of my existence. Mm-hmm. I leave Cincinnati because I, I intentionally was like, I'm not trying to like get caught in this traffic and I'm trying to make it to this happy hour to support my niggas. I leave Cincinnati at like 2.30. And I'm thinking like, I, and I'm thinking I know, I know, I know the the the, the, the traffic pattern. Like I know like two thirty was about the latest time I could leave. Yeah. I know if I if I if I got stuck at work until three, I'm, I should I might as well have just chalked until like six. Like I understand that. But I'm thinking two thirty. Like I should be alright. Like I, that's <laughs> no <laughs> stupid. <laughs> when I so I'm in traffic, traffic. I'm like motherfucker, <laughs> and and this slows me down enough where I'm hitting traffic. In Columbus, on some like why well, I, I get to Columbus like when they're starting their rush hour. Again, my plan was to be in Columbus by the time that rush hour happened. So 
we started off there. I, I, I stay at Beloved's house. Um, relaxed, you know, decompress. Then we go to our bar for our happy hour. I love Beloved. Uh, we go to our bar. Shout out to our bar, Black Owned Bar in Columbus. Like it's kind, it's turning into like it's turning into a black ver- a black owned version of Tina's. I love it. Um, so we go up there. Only thing I will say is like our bar needs another bar. They have one bar, uh, and that line was child nuts yeah. nuts to the point where I'm like, and first of all, some of these women do not know bar etiquette. When you see the shits packed like that, do not stand at the bar. If you not drink, if you not ordering drinks, move, bro. These young ladies, and I'm trying not to curse because I'm trying to be better. These bitches, thank you. Or just standing there at the bar, just key keying it up like there's not a line of niggas trying to get drinks. So here's, see, this is where you do need like uh uh your woman friends because we'd be like, all right, excuse me, you ordering? I. But because again, like a real a real nigga gonna do what a real nigga gonna do. I was like, look, if I'm you there, reach over you. A, I was like, I'm even gonna reach over you. You gonna give you gonna give the bartender my order. What you wanna? I can either violate your space or you can give the bartender my order. What you what you wanna? All right then, like tell them I want to Jameson's and Ginger Rose. Thank you, appreciate it. Like you not gonna stand there and not be useful to me. Everybody looks so fucking good at the Black Tie Affair. Facts, figgy figgy facts. Um, shout Everybody to, looks so good. Shout out to AJ. Shout out to Reva, baby. Shout out to Reva. Shout out to uh, uh, Chuck. Chuck, uh, Chuck. No, Chuck hit me and he was just like, "I know your bird ass is up here," and I said, "Chuck, please don't rub it in." He's like, bro, you not like, bro, you don't give a fuck about them classmates for real, bro. I was like, Chuck, please don't do this to me. <laughs> that nigga was double on no. your shoulder. Fam. He did. He was just like, bro. He's like, I got you. Just, just pull up. I said, no, Chuck, please, please. Cause Chuck, like, like, like I, I hit. So first, so it started because I was like, I don't know if I'm going because like I don't, you know, I ain't really trying to dress. Like dressing up requires an extra level of packing. Now I gotta pack a suit and like make sure that bitch is crispy because I can't go to black tie fair looking like a dummy. Right. Then. Our friend SB was like, you, you need a ticket? I got you. I was like, yeah, like if, it's there, if it's available, yeah. Right. And then he had checked, he checked. She was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm go up there. At first, I tell him, like, get my name. She's like, I don't see you on the list. I was like, <laughs> word. His Steven was like, just don't. I was like, actually, I'm on Chuck's list. Like, and he's like, oh, but she went to a whole different list. Shorty was looking in the wrong list. I'm like, fam, you know, I, if I'm, I'm saying I'm on the list, I ain't buy a ticket. Like, you should probably just check the list automatically. <laughs> if I'm telling right. you I didn't buy a ticket. Like so we got in, everyone looks beautiful, amazing. Like black seeing black people dressed up in gowns and suits, fire. Um some of the older um OSU alumni women are extremely vulgar. Extremely vulgar. Yikes. Fam. And so again, because again, I have a face of someone that people like to talk to and just like share her like Nigga, see. I don't know what it is about me, bro. It screams I'm the most like <laughs> unfriendly inviting person you've ever met because people divulge the wildest shit to me and I don't know you bro fam I met you today and not even today this moment like, like, like bro like two like, minutes ago like, I, met you doing, to, I met you bro? tonight nigga. what are you doing and then this woman I'm gonna keep her keep her affiliations yeah yeah oh, she shared to me her desire for pizza and penis okay and she wanted in her dream if it's her drunken stupor. To be fed pizza while getting fed dick? Yeah. Girl, that's messy. And see, I'm down for a lot of shit, and who am I to kink shame? But, like, all I see is just this sloppy, hot-ass grease down the side of my face, and I'm trying to take strokes. 
Man, no. But one she, before the other. But she was like, I would, and I was like, oh, like at that point, I was like, we start to try to discuss the, we start trying the to logistics. Dis- yeah, like shit? I think you got to be riding for that. Like you got to, you got to eat your own pizza, and while like riding him, otherwise I think it's gonna be from behind you trying to feed you pizza and stuff. It's gonna look, it's gonna be a little crazy. <laughs> the only niggas I know who pull that shit off is a Q. <laughs> and it would be chicken. And it would be fucking chicken. It'd be chicken. And there's no fucking way. And he would throw up. We throw up a hook, feed you some chicken, and, and bark at you, and you feel like a low down, disgusting slut. <laughs> but so black tie affair, amazing, absolutely gr- gorgeous, great event. I ain't get back home till like five thirty in the morning because then niggas was out. Niggas was out. Then it was after. Then it was late night slice. And then niggas was arguing at the late night slice because niggas. I fucking love a good ass drunk ass argument. As long as niggas don't start shooting, I am watching. <laughs> you you are a rat. You are watching. a fucking rat. I'm sorry. Some of that should be fucking funny because they be arguing for nothing, bro. Man, she was arguing like over like it's like a split bill and like they didn't split the bill or some shit. I'm like, bitch, if you get your broke ass, I'm, I'm not trying to hold you. Me and my friends don't do that. We see. Here's the thing. I don't leave my house unless I can afford to leave my fucking house. Because every time I leave my house, I spend a good fifty hundred dollars. It does not matter what the fuck I'm doing. It's like so, as soon as I step out my house, a hundred dollars gone. Gone. It's, but me and my friends don't penny pinch like that. Okay, I picked up the tab. You pick up the next round the next day. It's not a big. But she was asking deal. them to split it. Put it in, and, and the late night flight person was like, "Ma'am, that's not an option. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you should have ordered it differently, bitch. Like, well, like <laughs> pay for it, and y'all squab that shit out when you're not on other people's time. Yeah, because I was like, "Fam, why is this line not moving?" And I saw these bitches. I was like. Move the fuck. And you're arguing over slices of fucking pizza. I'm not bickering with you about that. Move. I'm not bickering. Move. Listen, and you know, and I get it. Because you do have those friends where every time y'all go out, you got a spot. Every time you go out, there's an issue with their card or issue with their money situation. I get it. Your broke-ass friends are your fun friends. I will give you that. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, come on, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. Broke-ass friends are your fun friends. But that was funny, and you know why that was funny. Yeah. Okay. Just, we'll just, we'll, we'll, that wasn't shade. We'll, it's not shade. It was just funny. The irony behind it. <laughs> Continue. It. So, but if every time we go out with each other, I have to make sure I got enough for the both of us, I'm going to stop going out with you. And that's the moral of that fucking story. But I'm not about to sit up here and embarrass myself in fucking public trying to penny-pinch some shit. No, bro. I can hold my own weight. No. Ugh, I'm sorry, Frank. Continue. So that was Friday. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gowns. Wonderful gowns. Um, Saturday hits. Okay. So Saturday, first again, when you wake up, when you go to sleep at five, you don't wake up until like noon. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So I wake up and like we're like fuck shit. Like we're looking behind. All right, guys, start scrambling. We get up there. Um, eat, get some brunch. There's douce and champagne and mimosas and oh, balls. You think it's fancy. Hey, listen, I I was just there. I was very. I ain't even. I was just there. So we get there, do whatever, and then we hit. We head to the tailgate, and then I head to Orange Soda because I got to support my niggas. Before, okay, be, shout I, out to DJ Burn. I be reminisce. Okay, so before that, uh, again, Trek Trek Manifest. We pr- I'm praying for you, brother. What's what's going on? Um, he lost his mother on his birthday. Oh my god! And so, and it was his birthday. Like we was getting ready to go up for my nigga. Like I told him, I was like, bro, when you see me, I got a shot for you. Like that's the type. That was the type of time I'm on when it was his. I was like, if you see me, just no, I got a shot for you. And then like literally on the day of his birthday, like his mom passed, and it hurt. It hurt me so much. Like it hurt. It hurt me. And I was like, fuck. Like if I wasn't already like 
up here. Like, I wouldn't, I would just, I called my mom, like, immediately after that, like, just to, on some check-in shit. Like, so I'm praying for you, brother. Yo. And, I, and, I, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't use my platform to let him. Our hearts and condolences are with you, I'm love. I'm praying for you. If you need anything, like, you let us know. Like, my condolences, baby. Damn. And, yeah, so, like, and so, and so we, so we pull up to Orisota. And so, so first and foremost, we get, we get him out the house a little bit because we didn't want him just, like, just yeah, yeah. sitting there in his, you know what I mean? So I, I was like, whatever you want, fuck it. I got you. <laughs> whatever. But. So these niggas, and when I say these niggas, I mean Oh, I saw this on your story and I was like, God damn. These niggas, when I say these niggas, I mean Burn, I mean Will, I mean E Keys, I mean B.I. <laughs> these niggas. So it so it was it was Malcolm. It was like, you wanna you wanna get him you wanna get in on our turn? I was like, what the fuck is our turn? He was like, Well, we just buy, you know, buy buy around. So I'm like, all right, bet. Cool. I came I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Fuck it. Then these deals that they had, $2 white claws, $3 green tea shots, blah, 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 blah. And so, but the deals ended at 6. I pull up at 5.30 like a nigga. So, I, I, so before I even say hi to niggas, I immediately go to the bar and get like three drinks. Because I'm like, I get, I get a shot, I get two, two, $2 white claws. I'm like, at least I could like. Double fisting a white claw. You're it, such a white woman, bro. I'm trying to get the credit like a white woman. Oh Actually, God. I do get the credit like a white woman. That's never, that's neither that's here nor there. Neither, neither here nor there. But I was like, fuck it. Like, it's $2. Nigga. Like, it's cheaper than whatever I'm, else I'm spending this week. Cool. And so he was like, yeah. So we all got a round. So I got my round of green tea shots. So it was like five, it's five people in the circle. So we got five shots. And then niggas started realizing that this deal ends at six. And niggas ain't want to have that obligation after the deal was over. So when I tell you niggas started relay racing to the bar to get in their obligation before the 6 p.m. cutoff. And if you saw my story, there was approximately 20, God. 20 shots on the table. <laughs> Fam, I was four green tea shots in in 30 minutes. Nigga, my mom ain't raised no hoe, so I'd have definitely let down that shit. Oh no, I listen. I, did, I wasn't envious of you niggas at all. Fam, I downed at it. All. I downed it. It was like one of those things where like you don't even you don't even regret the decision after you regret it during. Yeah. You're like, why are we doing this? It's why? so unnecessary. Fam, I promise you, I stopped buying drinks approximately at like six thirty or seven. I stopped because I was like, I'm good. I told niggas I was like, fam, if you see me, bring me water. I told I told I told Amos that I told like look nigga if you see me fucking love Ron if you see if he you, hit me too he hit me on Wednesday he was like I know you are gonna be in a city I was like babe y'all are making this really hard on your girl like really, <laughs> I had Ron really hard. I had Jay I had, I, there are several niggas I I was like look if you see me bring me water thank you because fam I stopped I mind you I got there at five thirty I think I stopped by in an hour I racked up a sixty two dollar bar tab in an hour off Yikes, of, bro. of happy hour drinks. Nigga. You was not fucking playing. But no, this I'm glad this weekend was well. Shit, we spent fucking 45 minutes on this weekend. But um, you ready to put this weekend rice, friend? Yeah, let's get it, Papa. All right. So listen, and I fuck with this energy, okay? This is this big husband ass energy we be talking about. All right. Prince Harry said, keep his fucking wife's name out your mouth, bro. Well, so so okay. I British fuck media, with that. British media. Has been slandering. And thinly veiled racist attacks. Not even thin. It's not thin at this it's, point. It's blatant. I mean, maybe because I'm a black woman, so I see it. It's a dog whistle. Absolutely. But, um. They've been, they been talking shit about, uh, uh. They said that she's obsessed with, like, they, they literally been slandering our princess. And so, 
Prince Prince Harry said, "Listen, he took out a um. He sued them niggas. He sued them. And what? And he and when he sued them, he he mentioned that like, and I think one thing the one thing that really hit me, he sued them niggas. He was like, I saw what y'all did to Princess Diana, his mother. Right. And I couldn't stop it then." But I'll be, y'all got be fucked <laughs> up now. And so he sued them niggas, and them niggas immediately switched their tone. Listen, the son put out an article talking about the most, she's such a good mom and holding her beautiful. We was, bro, that is the nicest thing the son has ever had to say about this woman. <laughs> so that lawsuit must have hit. Fam, I mean, listen. That when, lawsuit must have had more zeros in it. When you, when the government sues you? Yeah. It's think not, about, like, like, if the government came down right now and sued us. <laughs> we'd be like, uh, what I ain't we got do? it. What do we do? They're gonna be shaking my little ass upside down. Like, <laughs> nigga, they will seize everything. 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 Um, so yeah, again, protect protect your protect your queen, man. Like Bro, let, listen, he said and she said, but she's been so gracious and so gracious. She ain't been she didn't do shit but get pregnant. But get fucking pregnant. And y'all had nothing, y'all like. But they've been doing that with Laura too. Uh they've been doing it with what's up well, not Laura, what's the other one's name? Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton. No. I haven't. I've seen her get slandered too on some like non traditional no, shit. No, what they said was because it came out that her husband was cheating. Was cheating. Okay, okay, okay. So Kate Middle it found out that, you know what I'm saying? He was out here. Just like a white man. Just out here, out here with it. And so they try to give her the same kind of Princess Diana treatment because uh, Princess Diana's husband cheated on her too. Just like a white man. It's a theory in my head. And this is just a theory. Be careful. I don't want, I don't want to get sued. This is, again, this is, I don't want to get sued either. So this is just my theory. That Princess Diana was kind of the side chick, and he married her for optics, but, like, Camila was his actual, like, love of his life. But that's just that's just me and, like, my, like... You have a, you have a different opinion as far as, like, marriages and side chicks. And, yeah, because yeah. I think I understand optics. I understand, like, okay, what it means and royal blood and all that shit. I get it. But, like, that's just me. But I actually, I did want to touch on that because there was this thing, of course, fucking Twitter. But there was this, this thing on Twitter, and it actually showed, like, Princess Diana and Beyonce and Kylie Jenner saying that if these women can get cheated on, I don't stand a chance. And I wanted to touch on that. Because, A, A, we have to stop assuming that your attractiveness or how attractive a woman is absolves her from being done dirty. It does not. If a man, the only thing these women have in common is about the fact that, like, them niggas are dogs. That's it. Okay, you went somewhere different than I was going to go, but all right, cool. That's it for me. But, like, I just think that, listen, you don't get a, and, and when we talk about pretty passes, cheating is not one of them. That is literally the great equalizer. Here's <laughs> the thing. Like, okay. So, we don't know how any of these relationships are in, None. like, in like real life, right? We just see, we see a, we even do this with, with Moneybag and Megan Thee Stallion, too. So, follow me. We just see a, a conventionally pretty woman with someone that we have conventionally deemed not good enough for her on the attractiveness scale. And I hate that we do that shit. And so, 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 like, for, uh, when it was Diana and Charles, right? Yeah. It was like, like, oh, that, that dynamic of like, he's kicked, he's out of, he's, she, she's out of his league, like that sort of thing. We, I know we've done it with Beyonce and Jay-Z. And I know we've done it with Kylie and Travis. And we've, and we've done it with, but see, I think Travis Scott is fine, but that's another conversation another day. We know what type of nigga that you like. <laughs> so Relax. I ain't saying nothing. You're about to get yourself jammed up. Anyways. So, but we've done that. So we're like, 
on the on the attracting skill, like oh my god, they're so they're too they're so good, they're too good for them. Like how dare they? That sort of thing. Like even when the the seventeen hours that we fought Moneybag and Megan broke up, fam, like you would have thought. It was Christmas. Niggas, everyone was celebrating like, yeah, she got rid of that nigga. I'm like. First of all, and those crazies that, oh my God, what's his name? The Daniel, nigga, Daniel. Yes, Daniel. Get, dude from Get Out. Dude from Get Out, right? Because I can't still, pronounce that last name. Neither no. can I. If we keeping it real, words are hard. But um, especially non-English ones. So, <laughs> you. You saw a picture of them too. Right. First of all, he has a girlfriend. Uh, that was sitting right there. Sitting on the opposite side of him. And you could tell she was fed up. Fed up. <laughs> Second of all, like, y'all talk about, oh, y'all would never give him no play. First of all, don't project. And I think that's what the, the bottom line overarching theme of this. Niggas have been y'all projecting. projecting a lot of your own shit onto these people you don't fucking know. And it's weird. Weird as shit. Like, it's so weird. Weird as It is. Like, bro, it's one thing to do it to people, like, for, for instance, we do it in our friend group. We do that shit a lot. Especially Jade. Have you met her? But, like... Hi, Jade. <laughs> like... I just think Cincinnati Jade, while we're being specific, but... <laughs> I forgot. I know too many goddamn Jade. You know too. Relax. No, anyway. But, um... <laughs> Y'all gonna saw Calvin's face. Continue. We have to get a camera in here at least, like, once a month. But, anyway. So, but that's one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're a safe space. We, we, actually, we actually we know, know each other. But for y'all to literally project like, oh, Beyonce saddled up with a bum-ass nigga, bro, relax. relax. First like, of all, there's a lot of projection going on there, and, let's and be, I just need us to Let's be to real. Chew. Let's be real here on a couple fronts. When Beyonce met Jay-Z, Jay-Z was a star. Yeah. Like, it, Beyonce passed him in marriage, like, in, during the course of the relationship, but it, it's not like Jay-Z's star is falling off. Beyonce just became Beyonce. Beyonce. But, like, when Beyonce met Jay-Z, like, Jay-Z was the one in that relationship. If, we're, if we have to bring it down to such rudimentary and elementary, like, concepts. I think because, you know what we don't discuss is the real age difference between Beyonce and yes, Jay-Z. Yes, we do. We, I say, I've seen it discussed a I lot. I mean, I don't discuss it because, like, you know what it is? And I'm just, I'm going to just go ahead and just be honest about it. It's hard for me to accept the fact that I know my fave got groomed. And that's just me being honest. Because if we're going to sit here and talk about, you know, Tiger and Kylie's relationship and the, all the other ones that got groomed up. The difference, the difference is, is that, and this is a small difference. Beyonce has only publicly been seen with this man. Everybody else has been straight up speculation. It's a, like, literally, Beyonce's only public relationship was, has ever been Jay-Z. And like, and then Jay-Z, I think they made it like public when, he, when she was like 21. And so... Why are you making that face? I don't like it. Make a different face. So you want to know? I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. So, you know, Shorty, I was telling you about at the beginning of this episode. Uh Uh-huh. I know that, like, we had, like, we had FaceTime before I walked into the studio. And he was just like, oh, um," he's like, what are you doing for dinner tonight? I said, I don't know. I'll probably just, there's spaghetti in there. I think, like. Y'all, I'm getting married. <laughs> if y'all could see my face right now. I'm getting married. Fam, I, if I rode I my... I knew my black ass was trying to go home. He just, like, sent me money. was like, go get wings on the way home. If if y'all could see how hard my eyes have just rolled. Like, For me? Yeah. Anyways. Cuckoo! You a, 
You a bird and a rat. You a raven. <laughs> Anyways. No, that was cute though. That was that was really, really cute. No. But, so shout out to you, man. But like so um, I'm sitting here minding my business. You just gonna cash at me for food. He knows your love language. I fuck with the vision. I see what you're trying to do, sir. I um, see it. Anyways. But like the difference is the reason why reason why people don't really kill Jay Z is because A, Beyonce was like twenty one when they became public. And so we don't know how long they met before that, but Beyonce was twenty one when it became public. So it was like even when Jay Z, but even that, even Jay, well, even when Jay Z was like like thirty or like thirty two, I think if we're doing the math right, it was like a he he always looked like he always looked like he came about it in a respectful way. He didn't do no interviews with with Charlamagne the God talking about how he was red shirt Beyonce, none of that shit. But also because like we we give passes to our fans all the time. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. So, and I'm not above it. And I'm sitting here on wax admitting that I know I gave my favorite path a pass on that. I know. What's crazy is that, like, and I know I don't get into it too often, but I, I was groomed. I know I was. I know. If you know, like, the history behind, like, how, uh, how, yeah. how we got kiddo, like, for sure. You know what I'm saying? There were definite repercussions behind that shit, especially when things hit the surface and became like public. You know what I'm saying? Like there were. That's why you will never see me publicly anywhere with his father. Like we just don't do that. Because niggas, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? But like, also, I was a child in the situation, so we. You know what I'm saying? But you just keep yeah, it pushing. But long story short, y'all niggas are weird. Y'all niggas keep projecting your own insecurities on celebrities who do not and will never know you. And then, and then we'll go to bat and argue niggas down over niggas you don't know. You fucking weirdos. Fucking, fucking weirdos. But no, shout out to Prince Harry. Knock that nigga. Listen, suit them niggas up. Um, what's, what's next? What, what, you know what? what? I, let's just get this out the way because I know I'm going to cry. Um, let's do... So... Both damn Jean. All right. So we, we talked about this last week, right? But again... I'm going to let you address this for the most part because like I told you. It hurt. And we were actually in the studio, like, an hour or two away from the studio, like, coming in to when we got the verdict that there was a murder charge, right? Right. And then the next day, we had the sen- sentencing. And- right. It's, 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 it's a product of recording on a Tuesday, right? right? So we recorded before we got the sentencing charge. And if you listened, which, again, thank you, you notice that we were, like, holding off, like, celebration until we got that. We got it. Bam. They gave her 10 years for a murder. Um, and. I think it was like, fam, we know niggas who are in jail longer for drug charges. We know somebody who's in jail right now longer than that for sending her kids to a better school district. Like, and so, like, and so Texas law is requires her to, I think, do at least 50%, if not 80, before she's even eligible. I think it's 80. I think, it's, it's some, I think 80% of her sentence before she's eligible for parole. So she will be in jail for eight years, according to Texas law. And we do know that former police officers, no matter unless they put her in solitary confinement and protective custody from the jump, don't do well in general population prisons in any city. And she's a white woman, so I'm just gonna speculate that she's not gonna touch Jim Pop. Yeah, so she's and so there's that. And so that's that's it's already hard like disrespectful, I think is the word I wanna use enough. That um she got eight years, right, for a right. murder charge. Then, so, then, 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 because I'm, I don't want you to cry too early. Um, then we have the reaction afterwards, where the brother and the, and some of the family like express forgiveness to this woman 
the judge and the bailiff and a, a couple of police officers like hugged her, like fixed her hair up, all that shit. And here's my two cents on that. Because again, it's the timing of how we record. We, as a general population public, cannot tell the family how they can grieve. We did a lot of policing how that family processes emotions. I think that we need to remember that how the family chooses to process their grief and pain, if they chose forgiveness, that's on them. But that did not absolve Amber Geyer of her actions. No, no follow me here. So follow No, me. I'm saying that there there's duality. Because duality, here's the thing. Just because that family has chosen forgiveness in order to help them grieve the loss of their son does not mean that A, Amber Amber Geyer is absolved of any wrongdoing, and B, does not absolve the officers of the court from doing the same. Reason between the family choosing forgiveness and hugging her and, like, doing that, because that's their right as victims. And I saw, we can't, well, no matter how much, how we feel about that, we as a general public have no right to police how they choose to grieve. And I agree with that. I think that a lot of times we talk about what we would do and what we would want in situations that, to be honest, won't happen to us. And so, but we, that we pray, pray it doesn't won't happen, happen to us. Like, so, I know. I saw a lot of niggas on their high horse, and I'm like, fam. Like, but I, you know what it is? For me, I want my mom and dad to find resolve and whatever looks right to them. And we have to learn how to just mind our good black ass business. And that's just what it boils down to. Do I necessarily agree with that? No, but it's also not my place to criticize. The problem that I had here was that, you know. The bailiff and the, the judge. judge. The, the supposedly so, neutral officers of the court. Right. I asked, so again, shout out to my lawyer friends. I asked my lawyer friends. I said, guys, why does this look so funny in the light to me? And they were like, well, I, I said, why is this not judicial misconduct? And they said, well, the reason why it's not is because he told me basically that he would have to, it would have to be egregious, not even just egregious, but you would have to somehow tie the light sentencing into her, you know, um, her personal touches after that. And so, and so and lawyer and less lawyery terms. Long story short. So it basically would be like you, not only would you have to like, have to be egregious and like just flat out, flat out blatantly, blatant but also then you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt which is the key words here that they were in cahoots from the start yeah and because it's it's extremely hard to to pin murders on cops because of the that's why a lot of them who do get convicted do get manslaughter because you have to you have to prove intent and when a cop is on the job you have to prove malicious intent and when a cop is on the job, it's almost impossible to improve malicious, malicious intent, intent because, like, right. you could say, like, the nigga was doing his job. That's why Shorty got the murder charge just because she was off duty, busted into another nigga's house, and shot that nigga within seconds. That's why they were able to prove that. But you can't prove that the court, the bailiff, the judge, the defense team all had a crazy conspiracy to, like, give her this light-ass sentence without beyond a reasonable doubt we can infer all we want but the law does not work on inferments right unfortunately and not even unfortunately the law doesn't work on inferments so we have to be able to prove it secondly and now we go into the aftermath right so the lady lady who uh 
So the lady who like who's kind of like the whistleblower um, to get this whole thing started lost her job. She got fired. Yep. The and, young man, his neighbor. Um, his name is uh, Jordan Brown. I want to say was shot execution style in the mouth. And so, and so, and again, again, I ain't trying to have you cry too early. <laughs> so here's what happened with this man. So this man was a key witness for the prosecution because he was he was the neighbor of both MG. Right. So he was able to testify as far as like how the houses looked, what he heard, what he saw, like how it was very unreasonable to expect this woman to to believe it was her house, that sort of thing. So, and then Dave like, he even expressed like. During his testimony, his fear that, like, he would be got for this. He expressed that, like, during the trial, like, his fear of, like... And I guess, and see, that's... Herein lies my issue, right? Because we... The, I think we shifted our focus again is away from both them, both them Jean onto Amber Geyer because she's a white woman. And that's just the bottom line of it. We... It, I think we have a hard time, not us, like, per, as black people, because, like, we see straight through white women. <laughs> we see straight through you. But, like, as a nation and as a country and as a culture, of, you know what I'm saying, the society that we live in, we're not, we have a hard time vilifying white women. As a, like, y'all not going to do it. The mainstream media defaults to white women as victims, not predators. Exactly. So y'all still found the, the blonde-haired, blue-eyedness of this woman as innocent. And she shot somebody in cold blood. And then lied home, about it. And lied about it. You know what I'm saying? And y'all are still finding empathy and finding forgiveness for her. Find, literally scrounging for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then, but for the same empathy and heart that we have for Amber Geyer, and if that's your choice, that's your choice. But where was it for the protection of the man who was seeking justice for both them jeans. For his friend, for his, for his neighbor. For his friend. And so where where was the protection for that? And the crazy thing is that y'all knew. He's he knew what time it was. And without him, the prosecution wouldn't have had as the case that they had. And I'm wondering why So follow me here. So, why did he not get protected too? Follow me here. So I mean we know why, but why? Follow me here. All right, because now, so then it comes out on like I wanna say Saturday or Sunday that he got shot, right? Every Everyone who looks like us immediately knew what type of time we fought it. We, they, we were on. We were mm -hmm. like, heard you. Bet. So then today, like literally right before we go into the studio, um, they announced that they have they have three suspects for this uh, for this murder. Oh, and it's not ironic that the person who delivered that was black. Was black. The cop who delivered that news was black. But so they have three suspects for his murder. Of course, for all black. And here is the story. Tired. Here's the story Exhausted. that they want us to believe. Drained. Okay. So they say, Jordan Brown, again, someone who was a, and I'm adding my own context here because it's my podcast, and if you don't like it, fuck you. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Brown, uh, the key witness for the prosecution, who has been around police, prosecution, and defense, has been vetted, has been vetted enough to be considered a credible witness for this case for the last year. Put it into perspective, real quick, is that it's not just, like, if anybody's ever had to go to court, it's not just, oh, I saw some shit, let me go talk on the stand. No, like, bro, you were literally... They interview you multiple times. For hours. To make sure hours. that there's Depositions no... take hours. From, they interview you multiple times over, over a span of time, different times, to make sure that there's no inconsistencies in your story. You have to tell your story 
the same, same exact, exact way, way multiple every times. Time you tell it. Every Literally time you tell from it. from the time you file a police report to the time it makes it to the courtroom, your story has and, to be and, the same. And because they have transcripts of every other time you told the story. That if we, that's the reason that the police started thinking um, Juicy Smollett, Jesse Smollett's story. story that's, but that's First what, of all, did you see that Law & Order? Man, I really want to see <laughs> and that. And I'm actually going to watch it. Like, I've, I, don't, I haven't watched Law & Order in years. Years. I'm watching that one. <laughs> but, so, that's that's the initial reason that the, that the police and the FBI started to find some inconsistencies in, in his story because he was forced to tell it again and again and again. And certain minor details were different, which made the entire story have a cloud of suspicion. So... If he's made it to all the way to the courtroom to be able to give that testimony, he has been vouched for not only his story, but his personal life. There's a lot of people who have credible stories, but they don't have credible personalities. Mm -hmm. They don't have credible backgrounds. Like, they may have charged. They may have done some shit. They may have, like, hang around, quote, unquote, the wrong people. All of that. And and with the prosecution, if you have any of that, they generally throw you the fuck out. They're like, we can't use you. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that this man who has made it through all of this scrutinization over the course of the last year was a drug kingpin that had 12 pounds of marijuana just chilling at his house. Had $4,000 in cash chilling at his house. And went and testified for the prosecution. And, and had a gun chilling at his house. No, so that's the first part. Then you're telling me the people who killed him drove four and a half hours for weed from Alexandria, Louisiana to Dallas, Texas, which is a five-hour drive. Drove four and a half hours for weed. What kind of niggas are like? What kind of niggas is I Dallas smoke. thinks we I are? I, I don't smoke. So, but for those who do, and I, tell me, have hey. you ever drive four and a half hours for weed? Nigga, I'm not trying to try to drive twenty minutes. My plug gotta come to me. So, so you're telling me these niggas drove four and four and a half hours for however much weed they were getting? Got into an argument over the said weed that they drove four and a half hours to. I talk to all that shit. I don't even know how to roll. But the point still re- remains the same. I've never driven four and a half hours for, for drugs of any kind. Okay, so the same niggas who drove four and a half hours for weed got into an argument with Jordan Brown over said weed. And they say that Jordan Brown shot one of them. That's why they shot him. So they're saying that Jordan Brown then shot one of these things. And so that then he the, the niggas that he shot shot him in the mouth multiple times but ended up shooting him in the mouth took the gun that apparently he shot one of them with but left a weed and not only left a weed left it packed up nice neat and in 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 plain view for the cops to find so i'm gonna no no anyway you know what i ain't spending enough time on this fam i'm not i'm not spending. i, I may have been born this. at night but it wasn't born last night last night at all and i really 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 don't want to spend no more time on that because we already know the jig, we we know the jig. Um, prayers and rest in peace to Jordan Brown and 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 condolences to his family. Continue condolences for the both and Jean family, um, and and condolences for everyone who's been affected by this. Shout out to both and Jean's mama because she wasn't going. She been on TV screaming since this shit happened. So shout out to her too. So because listen, however you choose to process, nobody can take that away from you. But I just think that we need to remember that there's duality in the situation. You can offer forgiveness because why should you have to carry that? For whatever forgive. Typically, when you do- talk about forgiveness, it is for you. Yeah, I don't for- I don't the forgive you for you. Yeah, I like a lot of me. times when I forgive folks, it has nothing to fucking do with you. It's because I don't. I shouldn't have to carry this, and you out here living your motherfucking life. I don't, I shouldn't have to carry this. So forgiveness, a lot of times, is for yourself. So if they chose to forgive her, you chose to hug her up in the courtroom. 
you chose to do you you chose to do that for you, do that. I'm gone. I can't I can no longer comfort you. And like all of that ain't gonna bring him back. Like harboring harboring that anger ain't gonna bring him back. Ain't Forgiving him back. ain't gonna bring him back. You do what do what you need to do in order to process your grief. Right. What's next? Tyler Perry opened up a studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. In Atlanta, Georgia. ATL. Hey, first of all, most, no one calls it Hotlanta. Nobody calls it Hotlanta. If you call it Hotlanta. You're about to get robbed. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Hotlanta, y'all. You're about to get, get robbed. robbed. <laughs> Over a 10-piece hot lemon pepper <laughs> from American Deli. Yes, American Deli. <laughs> you well-traveled, I guess. <laughs> Listen, I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, them highways have seen me, okay? But no, um, so I want to address this. You, because we... This is, I'm a la- I'm, I, I took the last one. You got we this We know that I have been highly critical of Tyler Perry. So much so that people think that, like, I hate the nigga, and I don't. I don't. But, um, A, this is historical. This is monumental. And this is incredible, incredible accomplishment for us, right? And I felt, you know, when he gave that speech, he said, we're so worried about wanting a seat at the table. I was busy building my own. I felt that. And I think it was something to say about, like, instead of waiting for acknowledgement from others, you go you go build it and you, and you acknowledge your heroes yourself. Exactly. So I took a peek at Ava DuVernay's um, IG story, and it is gorgeous. Okay, if y'all haven't checked it out, y'all should. Because it is fucking gorgeous. It's huge. Like, the replica of the White House. Like, all the houses that are on that set are built to code. Like, he's got 10 sound studios and shit. Like, it's, it's Black Hollywood. And it's named after, like, our Black Hollywood greats. It's Black he Hollywood. He also gave, like, his stars, like, the people he gave opportunities to have their own walks on his, like, Walk of Fame type situation. It's fucking, it's lit. And, okay, so I'm going to cut you off for a little bit because I, we so, there's, some, there's some criticism here. But he addressed it. So, again, it's only us that I think we get uncomfortable when we see black wealth shown in what we consider an extravagant way. I think we, so I saw a lot of people are like, like, damn, like in Atlanta where he could, you know, he could do, he could give Atlanta to the homeless. He can give Atlanta but to. But I also think we do a lot of pocket watching. Well, of course, that's, that's what we, that's what it you is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, I think a lot of times because also you could say, we, we could say what we want about Tyler, but the one thing we can never say is that he does not employ black. And I guarantee he had black construction companies. The groundskeepers are black. The people that painted that bitch are black. The people who are going to maintain and upkeep that place are black. He's given black actors, writers, the things that we beg the, for, their opportunity is going to come from and, that and, land. And so, okay, a couple things. I view Tyler Perry the same way I view Issa Rae. I can be critical of their work. And like, still recognize their greatness. Like and I, that's my point. Like, I ain't never ran to go see a Medea movie. Ever. Nah. It, it's not for me. I'm not his target audience, and I've said that since day one. I know I'm not your target audience. And that's the same way I feel about Issa Rae. Like, you not making shit for me. I understand that. I respect that. I'm, I'm going to go over here. I'm a, but I appreciate you. They both try to put on for the culture as far as, like, giving niggas opportunities. And also... Surprise, niggas! He has on that set a a, a a designated spot for like LGBTQ youth, youth that have been homeless, you've been like ostracized because of like homelessness or because of her sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. So all that talking shit about oh what he could be doing with this money, he is and is. So stop! I think 
stop pocket watching. Not only celebrities, but your friends. And I'm not going to hold you Unless that nigga owes you money, stop pocket watching. The only person, listen, I think that for me, and I took a little bit of inspiration from that because, dog, you literally, like, he was homeless. Homeless as fuck. Homeless. And, he's, and his, he was homeless as fuck. His sexuality has been questioned since the moment he he stepped into, like, filmmaking. Like, we've all, like, had to look at His loyalties to black women have been questioned as well. Like, because, and it's not even just black women. It's the type of black women that you see him around. Like, and you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, the type of black women that are in his circle that have given us pause. Because, and, and honestly, for me, when I look at the films like Acrimony, which was a comedy, but <laughs> what do we learn if, you, if if that nigga that you love gonna give you AIDS <laughs> that's what... <laughs> that's literally what we learn from Obsession and Acrimony and Diary of a Mad Black Woman and it's always that dark and... it's always the dark skin nigga who's always the, the, the evil one at the end of the day like... and then he ends up with some light skin woman and then the dark skin woman of course gets done like she has to go through this huge life lesson for not humbling herself because you have this lawyer who doesn't want to date a mechanic like it's always like, but again, that's the criticisms of his work. Of his work, right? But see, but at the same time, I think like we just talked about duality. I can see that you got to where you are, and I'm extremely happy. But I can definitely talk about how you got there. I can. It's. I feel like when you. But that's how do I say this? That's me with any kind of art, though. We are, because we are you, very, our culture is very black and white as far as like either it's for the culture or not for the culture. But when you put, but see, I think that, and that's a problem for me because we don't leave room, a lot of room for the gray areas because not everything is black and white. I think that there's some duality there. I think that, for instance, Jay Z was slinging, was slinging drugs. Jay Z stabbed his homie over, over bootleg CDs. And we still congratulated him for being the first black millionaire. At the same time, I don't think billionaires should exist. So, like I said, there there's duality in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all so focused on eating the rich, but y'all can't realize that like, like there's some like there's some good as far as the access that some of these people have because they are rich. You, you know, want you want you want niggas to donate their last to 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 these causes, but you don't want niggas to have money to donate it because billionaires is there's a lot of contradictions, and I think I don't pe- if I, people acknowledge that out of respect. It people just pretend it don't exist. It's like I said. It's the capitalistic thought that we all—if we just pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. Oh, it's a lie. It's a lie. We, it's a lie. It's a lie. Like exactly. Fuck. So, but like which I is said, why we, which is why we acknowledge Jay Z being the first hip hop billionaire is such a mon- monumental co- accomplishment because ninety-five percent of billionaires got most of their money through an inheritance or through some sort. Of, they didn't work for that shit. It was like given to them or it's passed down. Right. When when we see Jay Z, like when we saw in live, in living color, him work for that shit. That's why a lot of people took it as like a monumental step. We saw it in Westwall, a lot of people take this Tyler Perry Studios as a monumental step because he did, he didn't have a partner. He ain't partnered with Universal. He ain't partnered with 21st Century Fox. He ain't partnered with Disney, which a lot of a, a lot of other studios now, that are for us. You could put their studios, all three of them, in that studio. Like in that <laughs> like, you know, so he and have acres left. He, so, so that's, that's why because, because like we do value hard work, and we and we saw that like, look when you when you born black, and you born in poverty, you got two strikes on you, off rip. 
And for you to maneuver the rest of your way through life without getting that third strike to be able to get to that point, you can feel how you want to feel about, well, shit, billionaires exist and capitalism and all of that. But, like, as long as this is the structure that we're in, I got to applaud the niggas who use it to their advantage. And I agree. So I think, honestly, like I said, I'm proud of Tyler Perry. The criticisms that he stand do hold some weight, but that does not take away from this accomplishment because that's a win for all of us. That's an opportunity for all of us. And and next, we'll get we'll get black celebrities to donate to more HBCUs in three. Starting with Oprah, but I was... Fam. I just really want her to end that beef, bro. Like, bro, you got three credit hours, Oprah. Don't take them shits. Fam, the day... A black celebrity decides to donate to HBCU. That's not Howard Morehouse or Smallman. I'm going to fall out. Like, let me find out, like, somebody donated to, like, Central State or, like, Wilberforce or FAMU. I'm like, oh, shit, y'all remember. <laughs> you know what? I want somebody to give back to TSU besides Big Sean. Big Sean only gave back because he, he fucked mad people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, any fucking way. Um... What else? All right, so I want to touch on this real quick. Uh, Erica Campbell's Breakfast Club interview. I need wait, damn. Why am I? I missed that one. All right, so Erica Campbell is writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, because that, that was petty. That was so petty. That's cute. You know, of all the things she could be doing. Um, uh, never mind. Um, I, I hope her ghostwriter is getting paid very well. Any fucking way. And I think, you know what, we know how I feel about The Breakfast Club. I, I, I haven't watched the interview of years in a while. because I haven't literally have not paid that show any attention in years. But this one caught my attention because, like, somebody asked me how I felt about it. So I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I had to go watch it. And so it was like, um, DJ Envy had asked Erica Campbell, like, because I guess she talks about, like, the purity of sex, which is an oxymoron if you've ever... I don't but want pure sex. I don't want pure sex either. That shit That's, sound like, that sounds boring as fuck. It's boring as shit. Never mind. I'm about to say something real blasphemous, <laughs> but continue. So somebody asked her, she said, DJ Envy asked her, he said, where does that go when you masturbate? And Erica Campbell talked like, again, she said masturbation is impure because like you should be like saving yourself. That's why y'all woman can't come now. This is, let me let me finish because I took everything in me because I was literally sitting there listening to this interview, rolling my foot, cackling and rolling my eyes. Continue because I have some thoughts. So she said you should be treating sex as purity and doesn't believe that it should be done by yourself. She said, um, you know, like she definitely compared like her. what she said was she's like, I have a husband. And like when I have a sexual desire, I'll just be with my husband. And so, you know, she compared. She said, um. She compared, uh, what was it? Where's my, my note? She said she compared sexual partners to inventory. So when you get married, you know what I'm saying? So her, her quote was, say John gives it to you real good, right? But uh-huh. then you go and marry Billy, and Billy don't give it to you as good, so you in bed with your husband thinking about John. And, like, you just have to clean out your sexual inventory, and you have to be delivered from those partners before you get married. And it's easier to do that if you have no partners. Nigga, what? <laughs> so, Erica Campbell's a fucking idiot. So let me tell y'all something. I feel bad for heterosexual women every day. Every day. Every day. Because I'm like, you know what? Alex, maybe, maybe 
Do heterosexual women masturbate? Please tell me y'all masturbate. All right. Do heterosexual... But see, and then I have to think about my own, like, history with, like, okay, how did I get into masturbation? And I got into masturbation because I wasn't being sexually satisfied with my partner. But I also wasn't... Didn't... Not that my... Okay, my parents were very much so... They're open, but you had to bring it to them. They didn't have that, like, conversation with me. And I think a lot of it is because my parents are older. You know what I mean? So there are a lot of different conversations we didn't have. So... I had an orgasm. My first orgasm did not come from myself. Mm. So I got into masturbation because... You the, wanted to chase that feeling again? Yeah, I wanted... I, 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 I too, would like to orgasm. I, w- I want to see it. <laughs> I would like to see it. So, um, and then, like, the partner I was with at the time just did not get me there. He was... And, of course, it was my abusive partner. Like, it's just... I had a really fucked up comment continue. You know, you could beat up everything but the pussy. <laughs> that was that was somewhat of a comment. But the pussy. Like, damn, damn, you giving her you giving her concussions and not orgasms. You fucking fucking uh. fried. Okay. But um we are dark people. <laughs> we are so dark. That's <laughs> a really dark friend. But um <laughs> I don't know what y'all want from me. We are so dark. But um so I'm like I, I got into it. And then one time, like, he woke up and caught me masturbating, and I had to just look. <laughs> I was like, I was just getting ready for you, man. Like, lying. Lying. <laughs> so, anyway, so, that just brings me, it just, it for me, that interview was just very, like, girl. Girl. How many more of y'all are out there that, like. There is. There's plenty. There, okay. I don't understand that. Back me in. There's plenty of them. And it's 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 depressing. And part of it is, is on men and part of it's not. So, hey, I, there's plenty. There's women I know who's like, they haven't masturbated. Like, they still don't masturbate because they. Monica came out and said that she doesn't masturbate. Like, and I think that shit is weird. But but for me, it's close. So, it's a couple things. A, how can you expect your partner to make you come if you don't know what makes you come? So, like, I think a, a sizable percentage of the women who have. Express, expressed their displeasure with heterosexual men and their sexual whatever don't masturbate so no one so they don't know how to make themselves come so they can't direct how to make the man make them come I pray to God that like when <laughs> when the rapture comes for when everybody. the rapture comes that you've at least gotten two two like and and secondly, I think because also we, as a society, as in this in this in this patriarchal society, we we push men to explore themselves sexually while like shaming women for doing so. Because like I remember like and even in high school, at this point in high school, like there was no way that there was a very small percentage of men, of boys in high school who ain't masturbated. Like to 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 whatever they that got them got them there. It was like, oh, what's this? And then it's like, and then like, but see, it, but we don't do we don't. Boys give that, are encouraged to explore sexuality. We don't and in we don't give that we don't give the women young, the same country. Young girls were not. Yeah, I, you know I'm what I'm saying? saying. That's what I'm saying. Sexual liberation is we didn't, we didn't give for women. women and like just women like us by ourselves. Past ten years, we've come a long way. So it's like for me. Explaining to young girls, like the girls that I mentor, I mentor. I know they let me around kids, and, ta- and they Ooh, let me around. Child. Kids, they let me around kids, and I get to talk to them about sex in very healthy and clinical terms. Yes, they do. But, 
Um, the little girls that I know I mentor, I have that we have that conversation because one of them is sexually active. And she told me before she told her mother, which is typical. But I said, are we having sex? What why are we having sex? Why do you feel the need to have sex right now? Because and it's not to judge her, it's because I want to make sure that she's doing it because she you're wants You're not it. chasing something. You know what I'm saying? Because at this at at fucking I got pregnant at 17. I was chasing something. And I was in orgasm. I wanted to know all my friends at that point had had sex. I lost my virginity at 15, typical. But like homecoming night. Whore coming queen. Whore coming queen. Anyway, everything comes full circle. But I lost Except you know, these women who don't masturbate. They don't come full circle. <laughs> but like I just think that honestly, masturbate. And start teaching young girls, if you, especially if you have a daughter, nieces, a woman that like, or a young girl that you can, that you have influence over as a woman. Have that girl-to-girl conversation with her. I'm, hey, I'm it's it, okay. I'm going to break it down for you like this. So, as a woman and as a man, now, in our big ages, you understand the, the post-nut clarity is real. Mm-hmm. That like, once you get that first orgasm, your mind clears, you're able to like... Add numbers, add words, times it, all that shit. And you know how young, dumb, and horny you were as a teenager. We have our beloved nephew to prove it. We, all right. we have all of the bullshit that I've been through to prove how young and dumb and horny we were. Wouldn't you want your children to not have to go through that as well? You know what and I'm so, saying? And so in, in my mindset, I'm thinking, like, if we teach these young men and women at an appropriate age, how to explore themselves sexually, maybe they won't go do dumb shit in order to explore it sexually because they feel pressure from the outside world. And I agree with that. Um, I want to get into... I want to get into my rant before we do your hot take. I got a first world problem. As we all do. So, before I talk about my first world problem, I want to talk about... So We always talk about celebrating um, accomplishments around here. So. All right. Long story short, couple about a month ago, we celebrated Alex getting a new job. And we talked about how manifestation is real, but manifestation requires specification. Alex actually um, was laid off from that job. You hated it before you got laid off, too. I did. I talked cash shit the entire time I was there, right? So God said bet. Big bet, dog. All right, bloodbath. I got something for that ass laid me off so i spent three weeks unemployed roughly it was a long three weeks the long ass three weeks i was stressed you had way too much idle time on your hands and that that listen my friends know the last thing i need is free time facts (laughs) yo 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 last day of free time i'm gonna let everybody to air me out okay so I landed um, with a new opportunity, a brand new company that I'm actually really excited to work with. The culture, the job that I'm doing fits me perfectly. Um, The culture of the company is amazing. I like my new supervisors. I like the team that I'm working with. You don't like the potlucks. I'm not a potluck-ass bitch with anybody's company. Neither am I. The only people that I ever let cook for me in that capacity was when I was working at the casino because I worked in back of the house. And chefs... Like, actual fucking, the executive chef was cooking my lunch every day. Fuck out of here. I'm spoiled. 
And it was free. So I'm eating steak and lobster and fucking crab legs every other day that I want to for fucking free. It makes so much sense. It, everything makes so much more sense now. Spoiled. No wonder you ain't trying to go chicken wings and fries when you don't go on dates. Hell no. Nah. Not when I got executive chefs cooking for me for lunch every fucking day. Hell no. Nah. For what? For free. No. Literally, I will come back to my desk and there would be like Cajun pasta and Alex... We got a new cut of prime beef or prime rib. We need you to try this. Alex, we got a new New York strip. We got this. We we got a fucking 32-ounce fillets and shit that we need to make sure are aged properly. Okay. Say less. Less. I'm getting comps at the steakhouse just because. No. So, and I do miss that shit. I'm not going to hold you. I might, like, <laughs> I might see what I can do, what I can finesse. I think I owe down on a date anyway. So I'm gonna see what little baby want to do because we might be able to. Anyway, I'm judging you off wax. So, um, but no, I like listen at the casino. It's so easy for me to trick off. Oh, just come to the just come to the steakhouse. I you tricked come. off on me. I sure did. I sure did. Nigga, we eating good. We ain't good at that bitch. I'm I'm cutting you off on your rant. When I was dating Redacted, he came down a couple times. Like I got you. Not a problem. Anyway, so um, my biggest pet peeve professionally, I don't like surprises, so I really do. Well, no, I do like surprises. You don't like su- professional surprises like from professional niggas that you're not fucking. Surprises. I do not like professional fucking surprises. I don't like it. Don't like it, don't like it, don't like it. And when I say that, I say, you knew what my start date was. I gave you a week. Y'all gave me a week. Y'all said you can either start on the 7th or the 11th. I said the 7th. That works. You told me where to go, how to get there. If HR knew when I was starting, everybody the fuck else did too. The fact that... Actually, no. We, the, the other employees never do. No, no. Management does. You know when you're getting a new employee. You know that you interviewed this new employee. Fam, yesterday we had two people start at my, my new job and... um. Fam, our team lead just wasn't there. <laughs> it was yeah. Like, took, took the day off. I was like, same thing. You got <laughs> niggas coming in. That you same thing. My guy. Literally, both the managers, like the manager and then like the team lead, were both not there. So I'm like, bet. So then you have like the junior manager, somebody like winging my training for the most part. They didn't have a manual put together. I'm doing side by sides for the greater good of my afternoon. I'm like, bro, this is not even the way I learned. You're actually putting me to sleep. Trash. Trash. My system, I had no system access for, like, the past, like, day and a half. I have a company-issued phone and laptop. That shit, fucking curtains, too. I'm like, bro, just what it is for me is if you don't have the time to do it, I get that. Because clearly this got sprung on you. Give me the materials that you do have and then point me in the right direction. And then I'll ask questions as I need to. You know what I'm saying? What... Work with me. Not against me. But don't make me feel like I'm an inconvenience when in actuality, you hired me, bro. You need me. Not the other way around. And I'm brand fucking spanking new in here. And I'm trying to exude some patience, but that pisses me off. But and even working with me, when you work with me in any fucking capacity, I don't care what it's about and what we're doing, especially if it involves anything professionally, be prepared. I will never pull up to a meeting without what I need to discuss. I ain't going to hold you. There's been times that me and you, we've had meetings and niggas showed up late. Late. 
today, today, today shit. I'm like, All not right. ready. Had no answers. Didn't communicate. We're winging it. And you know what? To be honest with you, I'm glad that we're like we're flexible enough. So motherfuckers be like, okay, Alex and Cal will be cool. I'm not that cool. And please understand that if you handle me unprofessionally on any anything, I will never work with you again. I ain't gonna slander you, but I will never work with you again. It's, it's curtains, like, like, look, man, like, my time is valuable. My time is the most valuable thing I got. I, that's the only thing I can't get back. You will back. never, ever, 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 ever. Because there are some things that, me, some opportunities that you and I have been like, nah, because motherfuckers are unprofessional. And it's not worth the headache. As for, to, to end up giving the, the public a lackluster product and now y'all looking at us crazy? Because we're frustrated and because we haven't been properly, no, I'm not doing that. So that's just my rant about it. If you approach me, in any type of capacity, be prepared to be professional because you'll never get anything less than that out of me. I'm going to show up, I'm going to look good, and I'm going to do my my very fucking best or I'm going to stay my black ass at home. Listen, I'm a depressed ass bitch. There's nothing better than getting in my bed butt naked and not dealing with the world right now. Please don't, please, please. So if I have to leave my fucking house right now. Right, make it work my while. Please. Um, anyway, so... You ready to get into this hot take, friend? Yeah, let's get it. You wanted to talk about PDR. What? Break that down for the people. PDR, public displays of rejection. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you, you ain't pick up on the vibes? So we've had a, a rash, and, I, um, and, and it's kind of, of like promposals or like public proposals getting denied, like flat out like, like not getting denied. And I just wanted to touch on that. Um, on both sides. <laughs> Getting hit with the, all right, I'm going to fuck with you. <laughs> Not even the fuck, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> so I saw one, and I saw one, it was like, dude was like asking Shorty to homecoming. And like he had a sign, or he had things planned out, and like he asked her, like, and you could tell, in high school at least, it's not like the Joe Budden uh, thing where like he's doing it just to get her back. Like niggas will propose to get you back as a wild thing to me. First of all, don't ever 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 publicly proposed to me clearly and that's the other thing getting rejected for a wedding proposal means that you don't listen to your partner because that's one thing you should absolutely know for a shadow of a doubt without a shadow of a doubt that she's gonna say yes to you can't do a hail mary with the wedding proposal don't ever don't fucking ever <laughs> but like so if the little nigga little nigga asking shorty to prom, uh homecoming and she and she just like turns him down right and then like you see all everybody's like now now they got the phones in his face like well, he's like, you could tell he's like trying to not cry in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. She fucked me up. I was like, God damn. And I think this is part of the reason I don't do PDA in the first place, but I, especially not PDR. Because first of all, you reject me in public. <laughs> I don't care if, if you, I'm in the right or wrong. <laughs> we got to fight. <laughs> like, somebody got to beat your ass. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And like, you're allowed to reject. Okay, I'll put it like this. And I, that was joking, but you're. No one's required to say yes. Thank you for saying, for clearing that up, friend. Because here's my thing. Especially, you did it. Here, don't invite me or ask me to do anything with you in public. And then try to publicly, like, peer pressure and that shame and, like, guilt this person is saying yes because they don't want to hurt or embarrass you. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? She has a right to say no. And it be okay. Especially because when I'm looking at these high school students and y'all are doing these extravagant promposals and hoco, you know what I'm saying, proposals, which are, to me, cute as shit. But if she don't want to go with you, fam, 
she don't want to go. And I know I'm going to get deep on this real quick, but like it also leads to that entitlement, that male entitlement that we instill in little boys very, very early. And it gives them this idea that because you asked a woman or because you begged her for a time or whatever, that she automatically has to say yes because you asked. Because like, no, you're allowed to hear a no and be graceful about it and accept it on the shin. Women don't owe you shit. Put a pin in that. So I think here's my thought process. You are allowed to say no. And I got to eat it. I don't have to eat disrespect. There's a difference between saying no and keeping a player and then saying no and and relishing in the fact that like you're crushing someone's like And I and that I do agree with. Like and so I, I saw a lot of people like like I could say no and I, I don't I don't have to respect your manhood. I don't have to like appease you or none of that shit. I'm like, there's a line. You can say there's no. A, there's a line there where it goes from like just a normal No thank you. Or versus like I'm trying to wild out on you. And if you wild out, like, now, whatever happens, as long as, like, you wild out on me, like, I'm supposed to just take that on the chin, too? Like, it's a, it's a hard line. Where it's like, okay, if I ask somebody on a date and they say, no, thank you, I'm like, all right, you know. Have a good evening. Or, like, whatever. Like, niggas get curved before, like. I don't think, but you know what? You're not but, you're not going to get no bicker out of me because of that. You know what I'm saying? You, but if I say no, it's like, hell no, you rat, rat, whack-ass, ugly-ass. Like, now, like, now, you, now you're wilding. And now you're doing this on, like, for, for now you're doing this for the camera. Like, we now we got to fight. <laughs> and I see you on that. But I guess for me, it's, like, start teaching young boys that she, there's a possibility she could say no. And there's a possibility, and guess what you're going to do? live to fight another day you don't get to hold on to this one high school ass heartbreak until you 40 years old and dog bitches up until then because of this one high school ass event you don't get to fucking do that you get to be able to say all right she said no somebody else will go with me or i'll go by myself or i won't go at all like like and, you know okay so like, like i hear you okay i hear you it's okay i hear you i i and, and like then, in a perfect in a perfect world yes like that person would just eat like the little young king would eat that on the chin, and and, know, and, and, and just and just and like I, walk away. I too am raising a young king, right? And, and and however, we don't live in a perfect world, and we live in a world. I tell you all, I tell you this all the time. Little kids are, are mean assholes. As fuck. They are mean. They are assholes. They're the worst people Ooh, in the world. I told you about your fucking nephew. Cut. He cut my ass today. Sam, he <laughs> banged I, on you. He banged, he banged on you. So. <laughs> in mid-convo. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fucking. And, like, and when I see the little nigga, I got to talk to him like, yo, we don't bang on your mother. You bang on these little rat assholes out here. But you don't bang on a woman who gave birth got, to you. He was just like, he didn't say, all right, mom, I'm going to talk to you later. All right, mom. Like, uh, I can't bang on my mom now. Now, bro. <laughs> and I my can't big, hang up on Kendra. Oh, my big what? age. If I bang on my mom now without saying, like, I love you, she will call me back immediately like, excuse me? So you think you're grown, huh? You got me. At my big age. Fam. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm closer to 30 than I am 20. Okay. So, no, he literally caught an attitude with me and hung up. I <laughs> called you? that phone back so quick. Like, oh, <laughs> sir! And because and because little kids are assholes, I think that's why it's. I think and we and we're talking about the formative years of like your life, where like this is where you become you. Before that, you're just another little nigga, 
And then these middle school, high school years become, you become you, whoever you are destined and to be. And now I'm ready to beat your little ass. But he- hear me out. So I think it's harder for them because, like, that's, it's like a, a it's not traumatic because we know better now, but in the time frame, traumatic as fuck. And especially when you got niggas all in your face, putting on Snapchat, Instagram story, like, letting you, not letting you, like, live that down, not letting you kind of, like, eat that on your own. Like, I can see why it, it affects some niggas. Like, it, obviously, there's a, a stopping point, and but I can I, see why it affects niggas. Like, and I so get that. And I completely, completely, completely get that, right? It's that embarrassment. And then you as your friend, like, but see, I also think about her. Dog. I know how I was as a teenage girl. Hey, I was mean as fuck. Woo. And then I was pregnant on top of that. I was mean. But. You didn't even know why you was mean. You just like. Bro, man, fuck out of here. Because I could be. That's what it was. Like, I was just mean because I got tired of niggas being in my face. On top of that, I was like 115 pounds and my titties weighed half of that. So, like, high school <laughs> that boys. That visual fucked me. I'm not High school boys were mean. Fam, you, you ran too fast. And, just <laughs> and I tripped over my own titties, bro. Don't let it be a windstorm. I was <laughs> wee. <laughs> Couldn't go swimming. At least you knew you would float. Ooh, cabin season insider. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but no. So just imagine that shit, right? You just, I just think that honestly, be able to take that no and move on, and start teaching our little boys that it's okay to and let and no. let them niggas move on. Let like, them move on. Let, Don't be that little asshole little girl talking about you rejected a nigga and like. Hope, listen, women. I'm gonna say hope. Women's women bragging about. Curving niggas in their DMs or in their text messages or, or it's always weird to me. It's like, fam, are you not? Are you that unused? Are you not used to attention? So when you, you know, do get attention, no. like some you, people do not know how to act around attention. Some so people, so you so you so you take pride in like curving and being disrespectful to to about to curve. Like those type of women that let my little son come across your little bald headed daughter and she do that to him. My wife gonna beat your ass. Facts. I can't even argue with you. Because like, nah. I know, I, listen, it don't take much for me to pull up out of school anyway. So, but, all right. Let's get into this question of the day. Um, y'all niggas are hope. Y'all niggas are so, y'all need therapy, bro. Y'all need help. Jesus. All of that. And my, listen, they was fucking with you more than they was fucking with me today. I think, I think, I think you officially become the a, became the A-Mike. <laughs> they was like, they was like, we not fucking with Calvin today. I would not say that. <laughs> but no, these answers were funny as fuck. So today's question of the day was. If you, you could describe your current love life in an R&B song, what would it be? Listen, and y'all gave me like hella responses. So I'm just going to cherry pick some of my faves. No offense. So I rock dot, dot Godfrey. Um, shout out, shout out, young bull. Happy belated, by the way. Um, that Joe song about doing all the shit her man won't do. Yeah, that one. Dirty <laughs> Mac. Dirty Mac player of the year. Afroetta said 4 a.m. Melanie, Melanie Fiona. I gotta remember the song. My Lint. 4 a.m. You, you nasty. No, it was about like, yo, nigga didn't come home. It's 4 a.m. Oh, wow. You gotta go back and listen to the song. I will. My Lint underscore said girls need love. Y'all? Y'all okay? Y'all Fam, okay? there's been a lot of, like, concerning answers, actually. Somebody else said, like, Summer Walker, Janae Aiko, I'll, I'll kill you. Therapy. Siobhan, now. go to therapy. Now. Now. Um, Goldie253 said, Cho Song's feeling myself. 
T Real 606 said Return of the Mac. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> that was petty. I know. I know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. That was petty. Because that's a breakup song to the max, too. The max, okay. Melly Living Life said How to Hate by T-Pain and Lil Wayne. Are y'all niggas okay? No, somebody else said Nuck If You Buck. Fam, listen, what did y'all, did y'all, all y'all hot girl, hot boy summers just end terribly? Like, what happened? What did y'all do this summer? Because your girl, like, did y'all not listen to the podcast? Fam, they not, they not, they not taking these keys. They said Gone by NSYNC. Oh, Sir wow. underscore macaroni. Creative <laughs> underscore IG underscore name said music so child the questions. <laughs> okay. Corby underscore Corb. Shout out to Trap Nerds at Hoes by Ludacris and Nate Dog. All right. All right, Corbin. It's time for you to go, bro. Time for you to go. Um I did get some good ones. Yeah, we got I did. some. What were some of yours? So um Starving Millennial says, side effects, Mariah Carey and Young Jeezy. Jesus Christ. Fam. Uh, uh, Dama Alencia said, no scrubs and independent woman. God damn. Pix not taken said, Icebox remix, Omar <laughs> Feature Usher. What the hell? Lipstick and Lock said, trade song, sex for your stereo. Yo, whoever makes her playlist is... It's a great person. It's a great, it's a great man. Great man right there. Um, Sweetly Lily said, too good, Drake featuring Rihanna. Perry underscore Simone said, Everybody Knows by Chris Brown. Hermaine Squeeze says, A mix between X Factor by Lauren Hill and Can We Talk by Tevin Kidd. What is wrong with y'all niggas? So, underscore, so out your league said, Drop it low for Jesus. <laughs> Sir, corner now. Um, Bob Kitten 101 says, I know it's not RB, but Pulling Me Back by Chingy. Jesus. Uh, but One True Story says, Daydreaming by Davies. That's actually a good that song. That is his. The Big Tit Witch, shout out to Logan, said Playboy by Trey Songs. I felt that one. Fam. <laughs> I felt that. Fam. Listen, I am ready to settle down. I want my eggs cracked. My, my, <laughs> my name last name dropped. dropped. <laughs> Fam. Picasso underscore AF says something about pimping by JT Money. Fam. I want better for you as a person. Wessie, as, like, as, a, as a person, I want better for you. Wessie West B, two S's, says Some Cut by Trillville. Um, Miss Melanie Monroe says Thinking About You by Frank Ocean I think okay. that's the first normal one I've okay. got okay um, um, we have Peep the Info says Still Mackin' by Larry June you feel me um, we have uh, she she read it wrong she said she thought it was like what she wanted it to be and she put Dangerously in Love that's why I was like baby I know you ain't got a man right now cause you mm-hmm. post that are you in love with chicken wings <laughs> like dark liquor do say what are you in love with Seta X Sean said 50 Cent Big Rich Town <laughs> alright I'm tired of you niggas Mommy underscore times two shout out to Shar said coffee by Miguel Lee underscore Liddy underscore said DMX what these bitches want <laughs> what these bitches it was Tisha Kalisha about, <laughs> about three about three Kims Inez Alicia um Bond underscore Bond 2016 says Wait for Love by Luther Vandross okay uh, Miss K. Berry says, My Type by Sweetie. That's my type, nigga. That's my Y'all okay. both are rats. Little uh, Dragon Sky said, Rapture by Anita Baker. That's a good you one. You old soul head ass. Um, you, P- Pity underscore no underscore fool, fool also says, Pulling Me Back by Chingy. What is wrong with Incredible you? Incredible Hawk 357 said, The Feeling by Ali- Alabama Shakes. I, 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 I got to listen to Jay underscore Anessa says, fuck it, I don't want you back by email. Jay Anessa underscore said, Fantasia ain't going to beg you. Girl, go get your man back. We know you miss him. Like, it's okay. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's okay the for you. The to... one true story said, fire and desire. Okay, okay, okay. Nelly living life said, oh, I already said that one. A. Bria 
said, while we're young by Janae Aiko. Fire. Shout, shout out, sis. I Fire. love you. Fire. Um, model photographer said, that's why I love you by Sir. Oh. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a great one. That, that song is so great. Even when we cancel Sabrina Claudio, we can't cancel that song. I know. Sir underscore macaroni said Bedroom Boom by the Yang Yang Twins. Y'all niggas is disgusting. Underscore Gil B producing said Them Changes by Thundercat. That's a fire song. I don't know if that should apply to like relationships. I have that, no idea. But that song is fire. Miss Confidence Speak said Fantasia um, Lose to Win. I like that one. I like that. And then finally, Abiku, ba- a- shout out to Nana, said Single by Lil Wayne. Nana, I'm not going to slander you on this here podcast. I'm not going to slander you. But you know how I feel. So, you are in a whole new state, nigga. If you don't go get some pussy. Please. Um, you top first. three. You no, first. you first. No, no, fuck no. That. no nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not going first. Fuck you. Okay. Well, you know. Um, so... No, nigga. Like... Don't do this to me. Well, I really wanted you to go first because I had, I was still struggling. I'm I was been listening to R and B all day. We'll go back and forth. We'll go back and forth. All right, we'll you first. So the first one that comes to mind is Al Green. How can you mend a broken heart? Aw, I know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, ass. I know. So ass. Um, my my first one goes. It's called "I Like You" by Childish Major featuring Drum and Six Slack. Calvin. Fam, you about to piss Gil off with all this yelling in this <laughs> mic. He's going to be so fucking He's going to be mad as fuck. Um, the second one has to be You Mean the World to Me by Tony Braxton. Aw. Aw, that's so cute. That's, I know. That's adorable. Um, my second one is like Trust Issues by Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, I keep it a hundred with mine. Um, my third one, my, like, it has to be she don't want to be a freak no more by the Migos. And then I have an honorable mention, which is Superstar by Asher. All right. So I get, uh, so my third one is um, Still Not a Player by Big Pun and Joe. Okay. <laughs> you can't let it go. I don't want to be a player, you know? I'm not a player. I just crush on Listen, she likes silver. You keep switching up colors, nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, my honorable mention is uh, Crushing by Big James and uh, Forever Kent. Uh, shout out to Columbus. Shout out to Mouth Worldwide. That's my honorable mention. I like it. Yeah. I like this a lot. Yes. <laughs> you fam, you are a rat. I think my second honorable mention now I'm thinking about it is Pull Up Late by Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> my last honorable mention is... We should have just done top five. Yeah, we should have just done top five. But um, I think my last honorable mention was... What was Fuck it? Fuck it. Let's do top five. It was, it was Grab the Wheel by uh, Timbaland and Black. Toronto by Snow Allegra. I think I, I, I name five. I name five. And then Situationships is another one, but that's not. Yeah, that's, that's, but that's us. That's, that's, that's the pretty. Much, you know what? That should be the theme of this episode. We had an episode called "Make Situationships Great Again." We did, we were but trash. like we, we did, trash. but they are fucking. Um, it's great. So, guys, this is episode ninety-seven. God damn, we get old out here. So, yes. I'm getting ready to platonically start sliding in some DMs and don't fucking ignore me, niggas. If you leave her on red, she feels she gets angry. Trust me, I know. Don't leave her on red. Please don't leave me on red. She cusses me out when I don't respond so to yeah, text messages. So yeah, the guest list we'll be putting together. Also, there's a second guest list going out. If I slid in your DMs about that, please respond to me. 
I'm letting her handle this because I currently have no capacity to do like a lot of things because like seasonal depression, affective disorders are kicking my ass currently. And you mix that with imposter syndrome. I want to fight everybody. And like, imposter syndrome has me really truly feeling like I'm not that bitch. And I have to get out of my head because I completely am. Fam, I don't even have a haircut right now. I really got to get out of my head. And as a matter of fact, not only am I going to get Your haircut, haircut looks like DeMarta Roses. You don't know the sport, so you don't know why that's funny to me. But look up DeMarta Rosen when you done. What's his name? DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> you pull it up. Because now I want... You look it up. Because I, I, I want to see the reaction of your face when you look What's it up. What's his name? How you spell it? D-E-M-A-R. D-E-R-O-Z. And then you should, it should pop up. Oh, you ain't shit. <laughs> Y'all, if you're listening to this, this will be my last episode. <laughs> That's how you fucking feel, bro. Right now, like before you go back into the dojo and come out as the bad bitch that you are, this haircut is giving me DeMar DeRozan vibes. Not only am I gonna cut my hair now, I'm gonna dye it too. So you're gonna you, were gonna, a, you were gonna do that anyway. Don't blame it on me. Fucking headache on your. Hands. You were gonna do that anyway, so don't don't blame I mean, me. And was so don't blame that on me. Listen, however many times you need to cut your hair in order for your ass to grow, I'm here for it. All right, guys. That's your girl, Ali Nicole, <laughs> signing out. Peace, love, and blessings. Thank you all for listening. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out. Tell me to thank you, Baby, I'm going to stop my spot. You caught a